Hi, this is Danielle from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 142 of Art for Your Ear. This episode is brought to you by Saatchi Art, the world's largest curated online gallery offering original artwork by independent artists from around the world. And I mentioned this last week as well, but keep your eyes open this fall for Saatchi's The Other Art Fair in a whole bunch of cities, London, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Brooklyn to be exact. To find out more about the other art fair, visit theotherartfair.com or to buy artwork, pop over to sachiart.com. So today I'm talking to an artist that I just wrote about for the second time just a few weeks ago. She has magical work and a couple of pretty magical jobs. Shannon Taylor is an artist, illustrator, the director of art and restoration at Children's Fairyland in Oakland, California, and she also teaches at California College of the Arts. Yes, I will also be asking her when and if she sleeps. <laughs> Ready? Let's go find that out. Calling Shannon in Oakland. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Hi, Danielle. I'm so happy that we're doing this. We were just saying before, we were while we were getting organized, that we've kind of known each other for a couple of years and yeah. we've never talked. Yeah. No, uh, just the internet being a... Um, a great place to meet people but not actually meet people that's right yeah. yeah it's a great connector but then you actually have to do the next step and actually speak yeah. to each other and then hopefully we'll actually meet in person too because I'm going to be down there um in October for a bunch of book stuff so maybe we'll actually oh. meet yeah that would be great wouldn't that be great I yeah. wish I was down there for um the event that we're gonna go into detail about that would be yeah perfect but alas yeah it's, no. it's very fun very yeah, crazy. <laughs> I know. I can't. I, one day I will actually be there instead of just shipping stuff down. I'll ship myself down. <laughs> um, okay. So you have a lot of things going on in your world. And, uh, well, we met because of your event that you do at Children's Fairyland in Oakland. Yeah. Um, called Drawn Together. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. So I will, we won't talk about it in detail. So that's how I knew you. And then... I figured out that you're an insane artist and illustrator yourself. <laughs> well, thank you. So uh, what's your really... day job? Like, do you, is, like, and then you, you do something else. You teach. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I, so I, I basically am working all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I basically, there's, there's never a time when I'm, I'm not really working, so I, I am the director of art and restoration at Children's Fairyland, um, which is a children's park in Oakland. It's in the middle of downtown Oakland, um, and it was opened in 1950. So it's this 10-acre park, and anything in the actual physical park that's painted, sculpted, anything like that, um, I am in charge of. Oh, my gosh. And then, yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit of work, and then um, I so I also teach. I have been uh, I've been teaching at the California College of the Arts, uh, formerly Arts and Crafts, mm-hmm. um, for uh, the past three years, and I teach in the illustration department. Okay, that's and what then, I was just going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I also teach. I actually also teach over at the Berkeley Art Studio. Um, so I'm sort of, I'm, I'm in a lot of places. Oh my word. And then do you do freelance work too? Yeah, I do. I do a bit of freelance work, uh, like traditional illustration work. I mostly do, 
uh, gallery work. So my personal work, um, I'm, I'm sort of that person that is always carrying around like a crazy bag. Like my, <laughs> my bags are full of half cooked projects that are, it, it's, um, it's sort of part of my process, but, um, <laughs> so I, I'm always working on projects, uh, but mostly I do a lot of gallery work and I do a lot of commission-based work. So Okay. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's just all so much stuff. Okay. So let's yeah. go back <laughs> in time and we're going to figure out how you got to be doing all of these things. So um, I want to know where you grew up and if you were artsy when you were growing up. Yeah. Um, so I, I was, I was actually born in California. I was born in Sacramento and it's funny because I, I went to Fairyland when I was a kid. Growing up, there's yeah. actually a whole bunch of, yeah, there are a whole bunch of storybook parks in the Bay Area. So, um, but I I was born here, and then uh, when I was, I don't know, maybe six, we moved to Washington State as a family. And then uh, I, I basically, all of adolescence, all of teenage years there, and then I came back when I was 17 um, to come to college. Um, but very, very arty. Um, Did you just make everything or were you? Lots of, I had sort of, um, I very much thought that my future was going to be in making polymer clay dolls. I had a very <laughs> big clay doll face. So that was. Uh, my mom still has a lot of them, and they're very haunting. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Do you have any of them with you or no? No, no, no. They. Uh, so I feel funny. like they are something that maybe puts a curse on your house if you have them inside. <laughs> you might want so. to tell your mom that then if she's got a house. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense with what you do at Fairyland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because I, I, I made the very, like, dimensional work growing up because I would make these dolls, and then I would um, – it's sort of embarrassing, but I made them like these very ornate, uh, like set pieces so that they could like exist inside these, the like very specific kind of worlds, um, which, which filters, I guess, more into like what my illustrations are like, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, wow, like little little, dioramas or what, what did you, yeah, little, little dioramas, lots of, yeah, uh, I love, um, like classic ballets, so it was a lot of classic ballets represented in clay dolls. So, wow! How um, big were the dolls? Maybe I don't know, maybe six or seven inches tall. They were okay. they were really small. I loved miniatures. I still love miniatures. That's not that's not changed. <laughs> oh, that is so cool! And so, did you just teach yourself how to make them, or did you beg to? To, to take a weekend workshop when you were little or how did that come about? Um, you know, I, there's, um, like a riverside, uh, so there's the Columbia river that runs through the, um, the sort of three cities where I grew up and there is a summer like arts festival that happens along the river and someone had, you know, there's like somebody blowing like glass and, um, Lots of people are selling wares, and it's very, uh, it has a very distinct flavor, but somebody had made, like, these very intricate clay dolls, and I just remember being, like, 
totally enraptured by it. I, I, You're like, that like, is my future, I can tell. Yes. Yes, I was like, oh, man. Like, if I could just make these and sell these by the river, <laughs> like, that is all I want. <laughs> oh, Shannon, I want that dream to come true for you. <laughs> I mean, who knows what my next steps will be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Selling dolls down by the river. Um, What's the name of this town? I think I've been through this town. So uh, I I was, I went to high school um, and basically got brought up in Kennewick, Washington. Okay. So it's, um, it's part of this little trio of atomic towns because they were all sort of part of the production of, um, the plutonium for World War II. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's this really crazy space. So now, like every like most of the town and most of the um, what the town is about now. So it's Kennewick, Pasco, and Richland. And Richland is where the Hanford nuclear power plant is. Oh and, my gosh! Yeah. So it's now it's all these efforts to like. Uh, contain and maintain all of the silos that like house the yeah. material and radioactive waste so I saw a big um John yeah. Oliver did a big thing about that yeah yeah it's like a it's part of that whole um there's like the history of the town is kind of crazy but it's like the invisible cities where uh there were huge huge cities made for the uh the workers um, that worked at Hanford, but then um, it was made to be nearly invisible if, if anybody was to try to find out what was going on. So it's the history oh. of it is actually really interesting. But um, yeah, growing up there, there's lots of jokes about everything being radioactive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Are your parents still there? Um, yeah, my, my mom is, my mom still lives there and then my, my dad is sort of traveling around, but, um, yeah, wow. it's, like going back there, it's, uh, it's really interesting. It's, it's one of those towns where, um, you know, it's, it's big for a town, but you still know when there's like a new traffic light yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when there's a new roundabout. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's the yeah. same as our town. That's a big, that's a big news story. Yeah. When yeah. the round a new roundabout goes in, it's very exciting. Oh yeah, the new developments in town, it's it's all it's all the talk. I know, same here. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, cuz sometimes when we drive cuz I'm I'm in the Okanagan in Canada, so we would cross yeah. into the Okanagan in Washington. Mm-hmm. If we ever go to Portland or whatever, we'll and we'll cut through Washington state and then into Oregon and yep. um and drive along the river and we go through all these tiny towns and I was wondering, but I don't think we've gone past that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a little bit out of the way. Um, like if you take, like if you take the five down. Uh, like if you if you're on the five going, I, I generally go up if I visit. Right. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I guess they wanted. I guess they wanted it to be a little out of the way. Yeah. Given yeah. the trade yeah. that was, or the uh, the, <laughs> the the business that was going on. Well, that is insane. Okay, so. There's clay dolls by the river. Um, yep. So you, you went, where did you go? Did you go to San Francisco then for school or where did you go? Yeah. So uh, I went, so it's actually funny. So in like growing up, like I always did a lot of the, you know, the clay dolls by the river. Um, 
And like I always made a lot of work, but like I I always kind of had a really like firm head on my shoulders about like I should get a like degree in something very practical and like I didn't really think about art as a career until uh high school. In my junior year I had I had to take an art class for uh just a credit and the teacher really pushed my parents like had a conference with my parents and really pushed for me to go to a summer program um yeah which like I eternally grateful um, because I ended up going to CCA and doing the pre-college program at CCA which is funny because now I I teach the program at CCA for pre-college but um it totally just changed like, uh, like what I thought about my future and what I thought was kind of possible. And, I was just going to uh, say what's possible, right? Like when you're from somewhere yeah. small and I mean, art already in your head, so many people think, well, that's not practical. Yeah. You know, I, I can't make a job of that, but especially when you're from somewhere small and, you know, and it's, you don't have a teacher who's saying, Hey, you should actually go do this program. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and like somewhere small where like most, most everybody's parents work at the same, like, place. Yeah. I Like, you just kind of develop ideas of, like, oh, well, like, you know, I don't want to do that, but I'll, I'll still do something very, like, industrious or... Yeah. I don't know. Like, you have kind of, like, an idea of what, what the future should look like. It doesn't even, like, cross your mind that the future could look like something else. Mm-hmm. And but, so what, yeah, when you were there, so you were there for a summer, like, did you mm-hmm. feel like did they let you try a whole bunch of different stuff and did you sort of meet your people and like meet all these other art kids? Oh yeah. Like I, I remember, um, so my, my instructor was, uh, Baron story who is just an incredible illustrator. Um, and it was just like being around tons of other artists, tons of other people who were just as excited as I was about work and sometimes even more so like it was so uh like I compare my my, uh my CCA experience like my art school experience to um Harry Potter going to Hogwarts (laughs) yeah where it's like you finally feel like this is where I'm like this is like where I fit yeah like I felt very sort of like little bits of edges, like little bits of like, you know, not quite sliding in to where everybody else kind of seemed like they were very comfortable. And then going to art school is like, oh my God, like yeah. this, this is exactly what I was supposed to do. <sighs> was it hard to come back for your last year of high school? Oh, it was incredibly hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I think, uh, that was, I think it was senior year. I definitely got a, uh, I got a Saturday school for skipping too much class. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, look, I already know what I want to do. Can't I just get on with it? And so did you go back to CCA then? Yeah, I did. I did. I went, I went when I was 17. I went right after I graduated high school. Um, I moved back to California. Uh, I had, my my aunt and uncle and cousins, uh, they live here, but I didn't know anybody else. So it was like 
but it, it still felt very much like home. So, yeah. 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 And did you, so did you study illustration then? How does, how does CCA work? You, do you pick a track like that? Yeah. Um, some people know going into, you know, even freshman year, kind of having an idea of what, uh, what major they're going to want, but, uh, some people it takes a little bit of time or they'll do something more individualized, but I knew right away because that's what I had done in pre-college and that's what made the most sense. It was this very sort of like narrative idea about picture making and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure it goes back to like everything I watched as a kid and everything I made as a kid and like everything sort of coming together in the way that I, I think about pictures, but Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if you're making sets for the dolls and yeah, yeah totally yeah, making little worlds for them. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. And so um, did you, what kind of work were you doing when you were there? So uh, I, I was actually, it was pretty great because I actually was able to try a lot of different stuff. Um, and, and the nice thing is that Something that I think is true about the faculty then, it's true about the faculty now, is uh, people are very encouraging about trying uh, new new and different types of media. So mm-hmm. I have some really strange, like, <laughs> mixed media things that I'm, I think are probably still under my mom's bed in uh, in Washington. They're, you know, they're proper, proper storage place. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know... Uh, I made dimensional pieces, like I worked with wood, like, um, you get really like a little bit of everything. That's um, so fantastic. Yeah. And like, I've always, I've always done watercolor because my, uh, my paternal grandmother, um, she has always done watercolor and it was sort of like our way of, uh, bonding together. Um, mm. and, but it sort of, became a little bit more focused, especially the the very last year I was at CCA. Do you still work in watercolor? I do. Oh yeah, my all gosh. my paintings. Yeah, they're all watercolor. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. There's so so many of the there I, I mean I there's I know that there's washy parts, but there's so many areas that are so rich and concentrated too. Yeah, it's um I work generally with um like a lot of glazes, a lot of like really dense treatments of the paint. Like I don't, I use very like dry treatments. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like watercolor is like super dynamic and you can make it do a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, that's what I've heard. People that work in watercolor, um, my mom is, I've talked about this one here before, but my mom is a, an amazing watercolor painter. And for some reason, a couple of years ago, she decided to try acrylic. Just, I think she has always found um, watercolor very effortless for her, yeah. which I think is insane because, and you're probably the same. <laughs> like, you know, lots of people find watercolor so challenging. So she switched to acrylic and like, I mean, we, I, I felt bad on the podcast. I, was, she, I had her on as a guest and I'm like, mom, they, the acrylics weren't good. And she was like, I know, but I felt bad, but you know, so I talked about it with her a couple of weeks ago and I was like, mom, I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't an encouraging way to say it. And she's like, no, no, they were bad. It's okay. Um, and she went back to watercolor because yeah, I think the people that can master it truly master it. And that's what she says. She's like, you can make watercolor do so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so like at Fairyland, I, I have to work in acrylic all the time and I have to work in oil all the time but 
within my like personal practice, I, I very rarely deviate out of watercolor. Um, like I teach in, I'll teach like a variety of like water-based media, like wash and ink and, and watercolor too. But, um, yeah, watercolor is definitely like, I think the one of the most flexible of all the paints. Mm-hmm. Do you teach anything digitally, or do you, is it all? Um, I do. I, I don't really do any digital work. I mean, I'll I'll help with like some really basic Photoshop stuff, just that like students should know. Right. But most of what I focus on in in the classes that I've taught so far is all hand-based skill because mm-hmm. I feel like you have to have like a good foundation there before you can um start adding on tools mm-hmm. I totally agree I think that's just so nice to start there and to really understand that and understand the materials and find out if you are you know a colored pencil person or a watercolor person or yeah. you know yeah that's so cool what um years do you, do you teach like like freshmen to seniors well so I uh the te- Right now, I am teaching uh, uh, the class that I sort of, I I, I bartered really hard to get this class. I I fought really hard, um, but it's a sketchbook class, and we go out uh, every week to a different location. It's a six-hour class, and we go and sketch um, on-site. Oh my god! It's an incredible class. Uh, This is the second semester. Um, Last semester, it was the most fun. It's the most refreshed I've ever been after a semester of teaching. Like it, it was great. Um, And it's really a mix between. I don't. I don't think I can get any freshmen because of the prerequisites for the class. Oh right. It's generally sophomores through seniors. So it's a real range. Oh and my gosh, people got, must be lined up for that. Yeah, it, it's it's normally, it fills up pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and then I had an MFA student last semester, and then I have another one this semester as well. Wow, that's so yep. awesome. Okay, well, so now I keep getting ahead of myself here. So, okay, you're there, you're an illustration student. So you graduate. Yeah. Then, then what did you do? So uh, I, so when I graduated, Waited. It was 2006. Uh-oh. So I I graduated. Yeah, right deep into the recession. Yeah. Um. So that was really just kind of a crazy time to get out of school. But getting out of art school was particularly hard. <laughs> so uh, I I worked a number of very tolerable to a very intolerable retail jobs. Um. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad I did. I'll like never look at humanity the same way. Um, <laughs> and did, were you in San Francisco for all of that? Did you stay? Well, I, I've, I think it was all in the East Bay. Okay. Um, I've always, I've always lived over in Oakland, um, mm-hmm. when I've lived in the Bay Area, but, uh, some of the businesses had locations in two cities and yeah it's yeah just a deep yeah. deep exhale yeah okay we'll say go, <laughs> goodbye retail 
life that's over. Yeah. Never again. (laughs) No. And so were you trying to freelance with illustration at the time or was it just so dried up that there was no point? Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a hard time to like go into a market that was very uh very dry, but then also like having a obviously, you know, just student portfolio. Um and at that point, like the school wasn't really doing as much as it does now to sort of set students up uh to be ready when they're mm-hmm. out of school. So it was sort of like, Okay, here's your degree, bye. <laughs> Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, getting out into a very unfriendly market and then realizing, like, okay, well, bills have to get paid. And then, like, truthfully, like, I need to, like, focus in on the work that I actually like and want to make more of. Yeah. Um, And I, luckily, at when I graduated, I also, I ended up making some connections with, uh, I had a, like a business briefly where I, I would do this custom, uh, this custom work on clothing and jewelry. And then, um, it was this really wonderful relationship with, um, this, this local business. Uh, it was this boutique called August. It's, that's no longer around, but, um, the owner would uh, give me products from the store and then I would alter them and then I would give them back to her and it would be the special edition work. And it was this kind of amazing experience because it was very high-end, very, very high-end stuff. Um, and it actually was kind of amazing because I was doing a lot of modification with uh, bleach drawings. Oh. Yeah, and so it was, it was kind of a crazy time because it, it like it has to be commercially viable. It has to sell, but it also like it's something where you kind of learn a bit of like immediacy about drawing and. Well, I was gonna say that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah you know, if you're working on like a six hundred dollar pair of pants, you need to not make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> or if you do, they have to like be very cleverly hidden. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, but you found it fun, not stressful or a fine blend? Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was definitely more on the fun side. It was like, and, uh, the, the person who owned the business, she, whenever, uh, I did a good job, she would like, say like, oh my God, like she, <laughs> she would just get like super excited and like her excitement was like enough. It was just like, yes, I won. You made that sound. <laughs> that was like a really poor imitation of her voice, but like, um, it like making her happy, like was like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. So yeah, but like that was like one of the main outlets for like just anything kind of right out of school because it was just a really weird time to, like, try to get uh, an art career going. Yeah. So. Well, and it's even, like, it's hard, it's hard any time, too, you know, yeah. but then you add that on top, and it's just, I when I finished, it was 90, I graduated in 95, and oh, yeah. um, I had also had such a bad experience right at the end of art school, so my self-confidence was gone, 
And I was just getting out of art school. I was young, you know, like you said, like a portfolio that was obviously a student's. I could not get a job to save my life. Like I, I couldn't even get a job at an art store. I mean, I'm sure they could smell my, my self doubt and desperation, like wafting down the sidewalk before I even walked in. And so I ended up working for my dad as a receptionist at his, because I was just like so lost and whatever. But then I, I took a year off, traveled, and then I went back to school for design um, in new media, which was, Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, that was 96, 97. And we started, it was a one year intensive program. The first half was CD ROMs. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) I've so aged myself here, but the first half of the year was CD ROMs. And then we came back after Christmas and they're like, okay, never mind. There's this new thing called the web. (laughs) We're going to teach you guys how to build websites. And oh, so man. there was 25 of us in the program and basically they backed up a truck to the, to the school and just everyone got jobs because nobody oh. knew how to make websites. Yeah. And this is like yeah. one of the top schools for such things. And one of the, like, you know, the only graduates graduating in this kind of thing. And so it was the best time to graduate then yeah. because then it was just like, we all went and got these fantastic jobs. And it was like, Oh, thank God, you know, but, Especially when I compared it to the experience of graduating with my BFA, like just two years before. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was amazing. It was amazing. Like the, the, our teacher said, don't accept anything less than $35,000 a year. And I was like, wow, that's like a millionaire. And <laughs> my first job was at IBM and I went in for my interview oh, and I had my, my 35,000, you know, and so the, the boss guy goes, um, <laughs> So uh, what kind of, what, what kind of money are you thinking of? And I just, I said, well, I I cannot take less than 35,000 and he'd already written up the offer and he goes, Oh, okay. How about 45? (laughs) And I was like, Oh my. And I was all played it all cool. And then I was driving home in my tiny little white hatchback and I was like, Oh my God, I can buy a Porsche and like a penthouse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. It was the best. I just thought, Oh yeah, baby. It's high living from now on. <laughs> I am made. I'm made. That's it. I'm done. Oh, it's just so funny though. Cause I just, I truly felt like that. It was such a, to be that young and out of school and just, it was such a relief yeah. to like know that there was a paycheck coming every two weeks after experiencing oh, yeah. that, you know, you know. Oh yeah. No, yeah. the, just the, man, the like living with roommates, the yeah. like, well, and the nothingness of it, you know, when you graduate and you're like, you've been so pumped, you've been having, having assignments at school and then you get out and you're like, oh no, what do I do? Well, I actually, um, I think she's not there anymore. Erin Wheeler, does that mean? Uh, she might've left before you started, but she was doing, working at CCA, doing the program. What's it called? It's something about like career preparedness, something, something whatever course that is. Um, and she was, she actually worked with students to, um, actually show them like what jobs exist after you graduate from art school. And I, I always praise CCA for that because every school that should just be part of the curriculum where, where, you know, you get yourself ready to graduate basically. Oh yeah. I mean now like within just like our department, even there's like a professional practice class. Professional like practice, about, like, that's what it's called, yes. Yeah, like they learn about like their taxes and they learn about like they all have to have websites and they all learn more about like the business side of things. And 
it's just something that like like that like that pack of information should just like be with you when yes. you leave so yes. that you're not like by yourself trying to figure that out yeah and being like is this am I am I gonna be in trouble with the IRS yeah the IRR what yeah it's <laughs> yeah it's so so good and I know more schools are starting to do that but um yeah. The CCA was the first one I heard about doing this a few years ago, and uh, I just thought it was the best. Um, okay, so, whoo, little sidebar Danielle story <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> okay, so, terrible retail jobs, putting bleach on $600 pants. And yep. um, so, when did you end up going, what came first, Fairyland or CCA? So, uh, I went I went to CCA, Um and then uh, at CCA, like, I met incredible people. Um, I had a really, like, amazing experience um, in, like, over the summer of 2005. So that was the summer between my junior and senior year. I, I went and I uh, did a study abroad program in Italy. But at that point, CCA kind of had a very small offering of, uh, study abroad. And so I ended up doing it through the University of Georgia, Athens. Oh, and they, I know, <laughs> and they had a really great program, uh, in this very small Tuscan, uh, cliffside town called Cortona, which is incredibly beautiful. I was just going to say, I'm sure that was stunning. Yeah. It was every day, like waking up and you open up like very, like, you know, like straight out of a movie classic Italian shutters and you look at it, it's just like the sunlight is pouring on to the like tile roofs and like oh. there's just you know beautiful rays of sun and there's puffy clouds and you're just like well so it's a Monday yeah <laughs> like this is this is the week but like yeah every day was just like beautiful and incredible and then I, I made some really like tremendous friends uh through that and uh, yeah, that was amazing. And then coming back and, and finishing uh, my degree. And then I, I graduated in 2006. And then it was retail jobs basically for, I took, I took like four years um, in between my graduating and then going to get my master's. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I... I actually, uh, so I kind of was writing the the depression or the recession, same, same, <laughs> same, same depression yeah. from the recession. Yeah. So, uh, I, I actually got, I got let go from a job, um, when I was waiting to hear back about grad school and I, I had applied to a few places. Um, I applied to like Tulane and I applied to uh, the University of Arts London, um, and I really wanted to go to London. I really wanted to get out of the country again and just, um, you know, do it while I could. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm waiting to hear back about school, and, like, I, I lose my job, and, like, I broke up with my boyfriend, and... <laughs> Like, I was just like, oh, I'm such, like, a sad sag. This is the worst. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, like, I started volunteering at Fairyland because I had a 
friend who had connections and I sent an email and I was like, I'd love to come and paint some things. Like get me out of my like extraordinary funk. (laughs) I, uh, so I started volunteering and then I like started, I, I ended up teaching like a summer course of, um, it was a summer camp for kids, but it was ceramics, which I just, it was mostly painting ceramics, but Still, uh, but that was incredible. It was so fun. Um, and yeah, I just had this really kind of amazing summer. And then I, I found out I got into school and then I had a, like, I worked all summer and got ready for school. And then I left in London. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy summer. Um, and then crazier was my, uh, so my, boyfriend which is he now my husband uh he this is not the one you broke up with no the one the one we broke up but then we got back together okay but um but uh he proposed like an hour before I was supposed to get on a plane to go to school (laughs) to go to London (laughs) so I was just like weeping in like the taxi ride, like with like my huge bags of, of like everything I owned, just being like, this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot to deal with. <laughs> um, oh my God. And I take it he wasn't coming with you. No, no, no. He stayed. We, yeah. He stayed in uh, the program. Yeah, it was an intensive. It was just a year. And then I, I came back. Um, and then we got married like a month after I got back, which was crazy. Oh my but, word! Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you get married at Fairyland? No, no. Oh. We got married. <laughs> <laughs> we got married at the uh, San Francisco courthouse, actually, which is very beautiful. Nice. At San Francisco yes. City Hall. Yes, I've seen yeah. photos. It looks amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, that is a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a. It was, and like that whole year in London was just like perfect and and it was great and I made like really like wonderful friendships and like I figured out a lot of stuff about my own work and about kind of how I wanted to live my life and it was it was a really like important time mm-hmm. um so and yeah, you know was, what I think it's even more valuable probably that you had that the four years of the recession depression yeah. <laughs> you know, because it makes you, it really, like, makes you appreciate when when this next thing comes along. And then, yeah, and you focus so, like, it's just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's it's very easy to take advantage, like, to, to just assume that what is good and what is consistent will always be that way. Right. And you kind of forget that, like, it, it was worse. It could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. No, I think that's so good. And then I, yeah, and even being a little bit older, like it just gives you yeah. that perspective and appreciation and all of that stuff. So, um, okay, so you come back, you get married a month after. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, and so, and you, have you guys been there since? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so we are going to celebrate our seven year anniversary uh next month oh nice yeah wow um okay so you come back you've got your master's now what is your plan well I so 
working at Fairyland had actually been really incredible. Like it was super peaceful. Like I liked the work. Like I liked being outside. Um, you know, I, I really just like I enjoyed the atmosphere. So when I got back, I, I reached out again to the art department and I volunteered a bit and I sort of worked a little bit off and on. And I, I basically just sort of waited them out to see when they would quit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and it took, I I think it took about a a year, but then um, the director at the time wanted to go back and get her master's. So she left. And then the person that took over for her ended up leaving really shortly after that. So I just sort of moved through the <laughs> department and then just, I just took all of their jobs. And just swooped I, right I, in there. Yeah. I just, I really, like, I really loved it. And I just, yeah, I just waited like a really, like a, like a carrion bird. Yeah, I was, was going to say like a really patient <laughs> um, vulture. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> But so much prettier than a vulture, like a peacock, yeah. maybe. Um, and so you swooped out. And so um, now, do you actually still get to do, like, the painting part? Or are you more, like, manager-y type person? Or do you still get to be hands-on? Um, I still do a lot of the actual physical work here. Um, I mean, it, like, I I do kind of a little bit of everything. Um, but you know, the, the painting, the sculpting, like that is where most of the joy is. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as that is still happening, like that is still a really good job. I have to come um, there. I'm coming in October. Yeah, you should. I'm going to come and see, because I've seen lots of photos and stuff. And so, yeah. Okay. So, okay, wait, I'm yeah. getting my head on myself again. Okay. <laughs> so you've swooped, you've got that job. Um, yep. when did, but, and then you started teaching at CCA three years ago. Yeah, so I've I've had my job at Fairyland for um, I want to say a little, maybe a little over six years, okay. maybe closer to something like that. Yeah, like six years. Um, and then I started teaching at CCA uh, three summers ago. My first class was actually the pre college program, right. which I thought was kind of an amazing circle, but. I, uh, you know, I figured if anybody knew that I was, like, not qualified, it was going to be two extremely dedicated groups of teenagers. (laughs) 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 They they would figure it out pretty fast if I was in the wrong place. So, (laughs) uh, but it, it turned out to be just, like, a really wonderful summer, and, like, I've loved every summer since, um, that's so yeah. great. So is your, oh, so, you, so your nine to five is at Fairyland. Yep. And yep. then you teach summers at CCA. Yeah. So I, I do, so if, on a, a drier note about my, my real human schedule is I, <laughs> I work um, basically like seven to five or seven thirty to five thirty, Monday through Thursday at Fairyland. So I do tens. Okay. And then um, Thursday nights I teach, and oh. then Fridays I have a six-hour that six-hour right. class. Oh my yeah. god! So then, when do you make your work? Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, and then uh, lunch breaks in the evening, 
like I said, I'm always carrying around like a, a bag full of like half cooked projects. Um, I've actually got in my studio, there's this really big, uh, uh, Moleskine makes these, these accordion files and oh, they make yeah. one that's like really, really big. It's full of like almost done paintings or, you know, like 25% done paintings. Like it's just full of that. So that, like, if I have a show coming up or if I'm just feeling kind of stuck, like, I'll just grab stuff out of that. <laughs> Do you sometimes forget what's in there? Um, yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, hello, old friend. Forgot about yeah. you. I'm like, oh, this is, this is actually really good. Why did I stop working on this? Oh, my yeah. God, that's crazy. And then you do you sleep sometimes, right? I do. I do sleep sometimes. I also have a, a young husky that I, I have to walk a lot, or she'll get really super um, barky. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's a full schedule. Yes. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you broke down the dry. I don't think it's that dry. I, I wanted to figure out how you did all of this because, um, you know, like I said, like we met through the the um, event at Fairyland, but then yeah. then I find out that you do all this work. Then I find out that you teach, and I was just like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, sh- they only have 24 hours in their days too, right? In America. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was like, I don't know how this is working. Um, okay, so let's actually talk about that. So that was last year I think that you reached out and so talk about this amazing event I didn't get to I didn't go because I wasn't in town but I sent a piece in and I but I would have way rather been there because the actual event is crazy yeah so it uh it's a really it's a super fun event it's um so this is year six Mm -hmm. of drawn together uh so did you invent it yeah so uh the the very first year it was me and my um person I was working with in the art department at the time, Marianne Kluth, and um, so we we wanted to do something that kind of got more artists into Fairyland because it's such an amazing space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it uh, started Drawn Together then, and then it's just sort of evolved from that first year, and so uh, now it's kind of this... Um, wonderful thing where I actually I send the emails out and people are really excited to come and like (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't feel like I'm I'm asking like for people's firstborn anymore um but yeah it's so it's a art event inside the park it's at night it's uh normally from 6 to 9 p.m normally the last Friday in September um and there is uh, live art making throughout the park. I, I normally invite um, a really big list of artists, um, local artists, artists that I really love, and then um, generally around 50, although this year I think it's closer to 60. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. I, got, I, would, like, I started to get emails back right away. I was like, ooh, the <laughs> number might be a little bit higher this year. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, so people are making work throughout the night. And then at the end of the night, uh, there is an art sale where all of the work is sold for a fixed price. So it's all sold for $40. That's so great. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly accessible. 
like the work that gets made, like it's, they're just like incredible pieces. Um, I emcee the event, so I see everything that goes through, and I just, like, am pining up on the stage with a microphone. Um, <laughs> You're like, actually, that one sold, so is that one, so is that one. <laughs> Come up there with a big sack. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah your big weird. random yeah. bag full of stuff could just be filled with money, and then uh, right? empty it all out and go home with all the art. <laughs> this is an event for myself. That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, and then... So also during the night there are there's open bars so there's uh, wine beer and cider there's we have our cafe open so you can get cotton candy and feel very much like a child and then uh, a drunk every, child yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then every year we always have um, a few different sort of performing artists that will come uh, and do activities so. The past few years, I've had uh, this woman, Manda, who is from, she has a company, Very Fairy Events, and she puts in, uh, they're fairy hair extensions, but it's like a silk thread that's really sparkly, so it looks like you have, your hair is made out of sparkles. Yeah. It is, it is maybe the best thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Um, and they last a really long time. It was it was kind of crazy. I, I thought they would fall out right away, but like I had a couple in my hair for I don't know, like a little under a year. It was wow. I know, I know. It's impressive. You can like uh, chemically treat your hair and like glitter your hair and curl your hair, and it, it, like nothing nothing happens to them. It's, wow. it's kind of amazing. And she's yeah. coming back. Yep, she's coming back. And then we also have the hangman who does uh, tarot and palm reading. Oh, my and he'll, God. Yeah, and he's wonderful. And he'll be in. Uh, we have, it used to be a very small post office. And now it is a small arts and crafts center that um, sort of looks like a cupcake, the way the <laughs> shape is. But he will be inside that building uh, uh reading poems and giving tarot readings as well so oh my god it sounds like magic yeah it's it's really fun like the whole it's funny too because the event sort of in the earlier part of the evening it's very calm it's very like lovely and everyone's very like you know wonderful and considerate of each other and then at the end of the night at the art sale everyone turns into like crazed animals <laughs> who just want the art so bad. <laughs> They've had too much beer and to, and then they're jacked up on the sugar from the cotton candy yeah. and now they want the stuff and it's 40 bucks. Yeah, it's a, the price is definitely like part of like the hype. Like everybody, yeah. it's so affordable. Well, and you have so many amazing artists and to be able to get their pieces yeah. for $40 is insane. Yeah, it's it's really, it's a really great way to get uh, you know, a piece from an artist that you already love or somebody that you don't know yet, but it's just, and it's a great way to meet, you know, other artists or get information, um, you know, about somebody that you, you know, you maybe not know their work. Mm-hmm. Well, like we were saying, like, we, you know, all these people online, but to actually, you know, and most of the artists yeah. are actually going to be there. You can talk to them while they're working. Like, it's just so, I wish I could come. I, I sent a piece. Has it arrived yet? Um, it I should be there. Sure. It should be there. Oh, yeah, because it's coming to Fairyland. It should be there any day. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I like the picture a lot. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was. it's so fun to, to do them, and um, 
I wish I could do it there on site, but I'm just so happy that you invite me to send something down. So happy to do that. Um, and then, so while we're, while we're, you know, pimping out this event, um, and I'll put links at the bottom of your post that I'm going to do, but where, um, how much are tickets and where can people get them? So I believe tickets are $22. Mm -hmm. uh, that's if you buy them in advance online. And then if there are any tickets left over, if we don't sell out, they'll be $25 at the gate. But okay. we do have a history of selling out. So Right. And uh, is it September 28th? Is that right? September 28th. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I wish I could come, but one day I will. Maybe yeah. next year. I don't know. Um, okay. I want to talk a little bit more about your actual work because, oh, the way that you paint glitter, but it's not actually <laughs> glitter, is my favorite thing. I'm looking at it right now. It's your Skype um, picture. Oh, so yeah. It's a little circle of glitter. Um, yeah. I love that you paint on ping pong paddles sometimes and on <laughs> old saws. Yeah. Um, and so what's going on there? Is it just, it's the narrative, the storytelling? Do you just find an object that you feel needs to be painted on? I mean, it's not all on objects, but yeah, I just want to hear where all of your magical ideas come from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, a lot of the, the object work is actually based out of, um, I did a residency through, uh, Redux, which was a gallery, is a gallery that was paired with the collection center for the Saint Vincent de Paul. So it was oh. this huge warehouse that was the main collection site for every single object of uh, any donation that came through uh, Alameda County or um, oh my god, like a couple of neighboring counties. So it was huge. It was it was the biggest warehouse I've ever been in. It was like a Costco, but for reuse. Um, oh my God, I just got chills. Yeah, it was, it was really, really <laughs> it's amazing. It's like so, the ultimate of all thrift shops. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I did a residency um, that was a three-month residency where I got to pull things from that stream of material. So I could just pull things out and then um, make work, you know, with it, on it, and then they would go into a final show at Redux. Oh my God. And yeah, it was, it was incredible. Do they still um, do that? So the warehouse ended up being, I think it, it, it had to close down for some reason. Redux is still, it exists in a, a, a smaller capacity, but they don't have the residency anymore. But oh, it was I'm so glad you got to do it. When was that, that you did it? It was a few years ago, um, but because of that, like, I, I ended up uh, spending time sort of getting more information about uh, using these watercolor uh, mediums where you can brush them onto objects and then prepare surfaces, and then you can paint with watercolor directly onto pretty much anything. Wow. Yeah. Um, Who knew? I know. I know. Well, and so I had I had a very small saw in my show at Redux, and then uh, the assistant curator of the Bedford Gallery, um, mm. Christine, who who she just left to work at 
the San Jose Institute of Contemporary Art. She's the curator there now. Yes, I just but, saw that. I did a show with Bedford and yeah, and worked with Christina. I just saw they announced that she left. That's so, what a cool new job. Anyway, go on. Yeah. I know. Well, so uh, she saw that piece and then they had a show that was coming through that was the show that was all about repurposed tools. Um, art made out of repurposed tools. And so uh, one of the side collections for that was all work on saws. <laughs> and so she was, she sent me a message about it. And then I ended up making just a huge amount. I made, I don't know, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe six or seven saws. Wow. More than that. And what, like one large, like two handle saw for the show. And, and most of them sold and they, it was it was crazy. It was funny, like, because uh, I, I started doing that project, like, people still send me messages being like, hey, hey, I found this saw. Do you want this? <laughs> Where, are you interested in this? Are you? I, I am. I am, actually. <laughs> I'm always, I always, like, new, new supplies. So, well, yeah. I was going to say, but, but um, do you have, like, the Bay Area is famous for having no space. Do you have space for people sending you saws? Yeah, I actually, so I have um, a really wonderful studio space. Um, oh, good. Which is like a recent acquisition, um, and it's in this incredible uh, collective of artists. And uh, it's it's a small space, but, you know, most of my materials are fairly small, and it's big enough that it holds the crazy uh, frame collection that I have so yeah well that's what I was going to ask about after the saws was the frame collection so yeah um because those are all so stunning so do you this is my other curious question do you paint over what was whatever was in that frame or do you use the frames to frame your work so I use the frame well uh does that make sense do you know what I mean yeah it it, it does I so I I have painted over something once, but it was only because the size of the piece was too big for uh, any kind of paper I would order, unless I ordered like a big roll. Oh, okay. Um, so I used that that watercolor medium over it, but right. for the most part, I I'll get the frames and then I'll make work new work to the frames, right. and I'll use new materials in the older frames. And what is it about the frames that grabs you? You know, I, like, okay, I think it's a mixture of, like, loving shiny, shiny things. <laughs> um, like a dwarf. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh. I, I also, like, I love the fact that, like, there are certain things, like, you can tell that they've been, they've been handled and they've been touched and they've, like, lived their own lives and, like, yeah. it, it gives its own narrative and its own history to a piece like I love that you know something that should just be like a support or like a, a way to kind of you know clarify a piece from a wall can inform you know mm -hmm. even more like how you're supposed to feel and respond so mm -hmm. that's beautiful and where do you find all that stuff do you just go hunting or are you at a point now where people send them to you along with the saws um, so, uh, I, people do send them to me. I will, I'll always accept frames, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm basically always looking like I, 
if I see something that's really interesting or unusual, like I'll just, I'll just get it. Yeah. And um, stash it away just for, yeah. Yeah. Do you go to the Alameda flea market? I go, I go to many flea markets. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> okay. That's the other thing I want to do when I come, I'm going to come to Fairyland oh, and yeah. I want to go to flea markets with you. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. That's my I, happy place. Like when you were talking about that redux, it's just like, oh my God, I just uh, want to go and stand in the middle of it. It was, it was such a beautiful, wonderful place. And it was so, like, uh, there were people that worked there too, but, like, most of the time it was just really quiet, and I'd be by myself with, like, these big, like, containers of stuff. Oh, it's great. Oh, it sounds <laughs> awesome. Um, and then, okay, and then, so your actual work, what goes in those beautiful narrative frames um, is beautiful and narrative too. And so, um, I don't know, like, where did they do where did those little scenarios that you create even come from? I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's funny, like, I think there's sort of like a visual vocabulary that you kind of reference and build, like, throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a visual person, like, there, I mean, I think it, it really goes to any sort of, like, art form. Like, there, there are certain themes that you kind of touch back on, like, no matter like, where you are in your life, or, like, what's happening to you, like, there are certain things that always kind of resonate, and that you love, and, you know, for me, like, um, you know, beauty, and stars, and nature, and rainbows, rainbows, (laughs) and mermaids, and fanciful things, like, that's such a safe, like, kind, like, lovely space for me, like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, think you you always like world build for yourself a bit and like you know in in my work it's just I think if you go back and you look you know even in like my high school work or like my mom has this oh she has like a photo album full of like cut out drawings from that I would throw away as a kid she's she's a real real beauty for saving those yeah she did But, um, but yeah, but like even there, like it's, it's a lot of the, it's a lot of the same stuff. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think it's, there's been so many full circle things in this conversation, you know, like the fact that you went to Fairyland when you were a kid and then now you're back there and then, you know, your summer at CCA and then you went back there, not only for school, but then to teach. And, um, it's just. And then it's in your work, too, you know, to have these sort of things that you can bring back from, you know, that, yeah, are your safe place. It seems like you've made a really beautiful safe place for yourself, like just within your career and your work and everything. You're surrounded by these things that you love so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like, and especially since I've gone more towards like the, the fine art side of illustration, like, like you you do get like a a funny bit of pressure to sort of, you know, push yourself and be uncomfortable and like nothing should ever like make you happy. But like, I think that's (laughs) such an odd way to like live because like, I think you should push yourself, but you should push yourself within that space of, you know, deep happiness and like deep contentment because that's the kind of work that'll be, you know, the most fulfilling yeah. And then the most compelling. Totally. You know, it's so funny because I, 
I totally believe that too. But then there is the pressure to push and to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And sometimes you can get too, yeah, too comfortable, right? And um, and so I just was going through that the last few weeks. It was sort of this weird transition in my work, and I was feeling like I was just sort of repeating the same stuff. And um, so yesterday I just went all of these old books and magazines that I thought I was done cutting out from because yeah. I cut out all the stuff I would normally cut out. Uh, I cut out stuff for six hours yesterday. Nice. And just found all this weird, I cut out a giant pretzel. <laughs> and I have oh, not I been that. so excited <laughs> about, I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but it's huge. It's like from one of those oh. life magazines that were like, you know, yeah, two feet, two and a half feet. It's like a gigantic, pre- it's from some ad. I cut it out. I, I'm so pumped about this pretzel. <laughs> you know, and it was, and so I think those kind of shakeups are good, but then, yeah, just remembering what makes you happy. And it's, I was watching, um, creative bug, do you know, creative bug? Yeah. Yeah. They, there was one, um, one class online class by, um, well, I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. Is it Lila Rogers? Lila Rogers? Oh yeah. 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 Um, that she's an, uh, illustration rep, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she did this class about finding your voice and finding your style and uh, it was so good. And one of the things she was talking about was just, like, just go through books and, and like, you know, be honest and be like, I like that. I don't like that. I like that. You know, like, just, like, what yeah. instantly grabs you in that second? And so I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back through these books that I thought were done and just just see, you know, and it's almost childlike. Like, what is that thing that you just gut instinct or, like, I love that. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But who cares? And that's how you end up cutting out a two-foot pretzel. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like those kind of impulses, it's so easy to, like, ignore them or, or push them to the side. But, like, like, why would you ignore, like, your own, like, internal hype? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh, that's going to, like, lead you to such, like, interesting work. Like, giant pretzel work sounds so compelling. Right. Like, I'm so ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I know. And it is it is so fun. But yeah, I think staying within what makes you, yeah, what kind of tickles your fancy, you know, when you, like, that's the whole thing about being an artist. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just so fun. And I, like, your work is so, I love, I just wrote about you, but um, the self-portrait <laughs> of you in your crazy kimono. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. No, I... Well, like, I I love uh, Discount Universe, which is where the kimono is from. Like, I've had, like, a couple interactions with them, and they're all just, like, so positive. Like, uh, I think for, like, a company that could be, like, you know, a little snarky, like, they are just, like, lovely, lovely people. And then, like, just such a good sense of humor in everything they make. And, like... What's it called? I'm going to write this down. Uh, so it's Discount Universe. Okay. But, like, everything is just, like, everything, well, everything is, like, sequined. Oh, so. <laughs> well, okay, I'm in. <laughs> everything is shiny, and then just, uh, like, just such a good, like, I don't know, like, very positive, very, like, um, really, like, em- embracing sort of, uh, uh, like like sense about them like uh, mostly female run and operated like the two heads of the company are like women I don't know they're just like, I love it uh, I'm gonna uh, go look so nice. 
Yeah, that's so cool. Oh man, I'm starting. To, are they in San Francisco or where are they? So they're actually they're in Australia. Oh, okay. But like, um, totally like they ship really fast. Shockingly. Okay, well, I guess I know what I'm doing immediately <laughs> after this. I'm the queen of online shopping. When you live in a small town oh, in yeah. the middle of nowhere, everything comes to you via the mailbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I just bought? Actually, um, I'm doing a half marathon in a couple of weeks. Ooh. And uh, instead of just wearing my usual running tights, I felt like I needed to up my game. And I bought Wonder Woman tights. <gasps> and they so actually you're... look like, it looks like, it's all one piece, but it looks like her blue underpants and then her, her gold <laughs> boots and whatever. It's nice. I put it on and my son was mortified. <laughs> and I was like, what? I said, do you want me to come and pick you up in, at, from school yeah. in these? Or like, what do you... He said no, but they are <laughs> hilarious, and that's what I'm going to run this race. And I feel like I love you know, that. yeah, it needs. I need a little oomph to get across the finish yeah. line. Why not wear Wonder Woman tights? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I um, I recently there's a there's a local leathersmith, and she she makes just like really beautiful bags. Um, but I I've always been on the hunt for like the perfect art bag because like I travel I travel with supplies all the time I'm the crazy person with the bag um and so she's making me a backpack that has like a ton of uh compartments in it but it's like that it's like like magical magical armor yes oh my gosh I love it when are you gonna get it do you know uh well I think I'm gonna try it on on Wednesday oh so tomorrow. man there you go yeah, yeah. but it's leather are there right. any sequins on it there are no sequins, but I have a feeling it'll get uh, <laughs> properly worn in very yeah. soon. I'm sure there'll be glitter on it or in it at some point. Yeah, yeah. that seems very yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> um, the glitter sounds like a good segue into the not-so-speedy speed round. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Toast, yes or no? Uh, yes, yes. Toast there's... is a big deal in the Bay Area. Yeah, well, there's... There's Trouble Coffee that has the really good toast. Yes, I've been the, there. Oh, it's such good toast. <laughs> it's like the best toast. And then if you're uh, if you're at the one that's in the Outer Sunset, then you can go to Case for Making and get art supplies. Oh. But then, yeah, yeah. There's your morning. I know it is. It's yeah. such a nice morning. <laughs> like I, I plan my class so that we can go close to there, <laughs> so I can get I can get toast and paint. <laughs> What do you put on your toast? Uh, they have cinnamon sugar, which mm. I I don't normally put on toast because I think you I think you'd eventually die, but <laughs> it's, it's so good. You're going like to eventually die anyway. It's true. You might it's as not well. A bad way to go. Yeah, you might as well cinnamon sugar it up and right get it done. Yeah, very well seasoned when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask: Do you ever take that sketchbook class to Fairyland? I do. I do. Yeah, you'd have to. Um, Are they all going to come to the to the um, drawing together night? No, they. It's hard. There are, a, I don't know, a handful of students who are not twenty one yet. Oh so. right. Yeah, forgot about that part. Okay. I know. Um, okay, so if you've got your toast, are you? Do you have coffee or tea with it? Uh, I like both, but uh, if I haven't had coffee yet, it'll have to be coffee. Mm-hmm. I would totally do a giant coffee in that cinnamon toast. Maybe a little Nutella on there somewhere, too. 
Yeah. Because, so they, they, you know, why not? Right? I yeah. just layer it up. Yeah. We've already discussed this. We're going to die. Get some Nutella on there. Um, okay. What was your first car? Oh, my first car was a, uh, let's see, it was a 19, let's see, a 1981 Nissan Maxima. <laughs> what color was it? It was gray. It, it was basically a box. It was shaped like a box, but it had a very powerful engine, and it was a very um, technologically advanced car for its time period, so it had like automatic windows, and it had a voice that would tell you to turn off the lights if you accidentally left the headlights on. What? 1981? That's like Kit. Are you I too, know. Are you too young to remember Kit I from Night Rider? I, I am not too young to remember <laughs> Kit. No, uh, he would, it was funny, I actually, until I think maybe my, my past few phones, I had a recording of, of the voice because if you left the door open, uh, the voice recording would would slow down. Oh so instead of being this very pleasant, please turn off the lights, she would she would slow down and her voice would deepen. She'd be, please turn off the lights. <laughs> so eerie, <laughs> like filling the car. So, oh, that is a bit like that's a bit scary, especially if you're filling is. up late at night or something. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. When did you have to when did you have to let her go? Um, so let's see. Uh you know, she actually I think that still still functioning at, at something over 200,000 miles in the back in the Tri-Cities. Um and that was over 10 years ago. Wow, but that's impressive. Yeah, I think probably closer to the 300 mark now cuz that was an amazing car. That yeah. car, never going to quit. And then she finally just said, please turn off the lights. And that was it. <laughs> She's like, I'm yeah. done. Like, I don't know I'm... what else I need to tell you. Just turn off the light and call turn it off, a day. Turn off the light forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sad. Um, okay, now this is because of your beautiful nightscapes and your starry skies and all of your work. Would you rather live... In 24 hours of daylight all the time, or 25 hours of moon, or 24 hours of moonlight all the time. Hmm. Well, you know, I feel like the moonlight only because, you know, I I feel like you would adjust. You could still have interior lights, but like, <laughs> I don't know, like constant daylight that just seems really intense. Too much. I feel like that would get to you. Yeah. 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 It's like the, like the white knights. Like you can't, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I like that you thought that through that it's like, well, no, I could still have light in the house. So yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And just think of all the inspiration, all the starry inspiration you would have. Yeah. And I, I feel like your, your eyes would eventually get like really attuned to like very, very dark light. So like you'd actually be able to see like a lot, probably like more than you could now. <laughs> Okay, well, decision made. Moonlight yeah. it is. Um, that that was my last one. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was so... See, now we do know each other better. It's true. <laughs> now we can go to a flea market, get some toast, pop into Fairyland. I yeah. think I've got a whole day for us planned. Right? Yeah. Well, now, if you do come... Um, 
the first Sunday of the month is normally the Alameda flea market. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm not coming then. Okay. Um, I, I, there were so many times that I went to San Francisco and I was never there the right weekend. And then, mm. I've, so I've only ever been there once because I was finally there the first Sunday of the month. But yeah. I'm going to be there near the end. I'm coming from the, like, the 18th to the 23rd or something like that of October. Okay. Um, well, you know, there's also, there's a flea market on Treasure Island on the weekends that's pretty good. I don't even know what Treasure Island is, but I want to go there now. Oh, yes. The Treasure Island is like a man-made island, and it's like the sort of in-between point of the two parts of the Bay Bridge. So it's oh, like in-between the two yes, spans. Yes, yes. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's talk. I'll email you after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll okay. figure out. I think it's normally on either Saturdays or Sundays. It's it's one of the weekend days, though. Okay. I'll make it happen. Okay. Um. Okay, that's all the stuff. Thank you so much. I'm going to do a great big post so that everybody can see your saws and frames and starry skies. Um, yeah. And I'm going to put all the stuff about the event at the bottom so that people can get tickets. And, um, y- you know, if people are in that area, please go because I wish I could have gone. And uh, it sounds like an amazing night. So um, hopefully I can come next year. And, yeah. uh, yes, I will email you right after this and figure out our date. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking an hour and 15 minutes to talk to me. And um, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Danielle. Bye. See? So much magic. For more proof, be sure to pop over to my site, thejealouscurator.com, to see Shannon's work. Seriously, the way she paints starry skies is mesmerizing. Thanks to Shannon for taking the time out of her insanely busy life to talk to me. Thanks to Sachi Art for supporting this episode. And of course, you know what comes next. Thank you for listening. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then. Yeah, no, I won't. I don't record this part anymore because everybody's on to me. I can't get away with it anymore. Um, Look, I've stopped recording.